delve into plant stories. The modern, the old, and the crazy in between. Another fact. Pepperoni. Or as I like to say, pepperomias. <laughs> Prefer to grow in a nice soil. That one's a myth. They actually prefer to grow attached to rotten wood. Because they're an epiphyte. Which means that they don't have to dig their roots into the ground. They just have to root to something. That brings us into today's episode. I can't pronounce the other word. What is it, Minnie? Pilea. Pilea. I can say it. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Peperomias and pileas. So that's true about peperomias. Although you will often find them in like a loose-fitting soil or so. Because um, they can kind of do both. But in the wild, they're often found on rotted pieces of wood and things that will eventually kind of disintegrate. And so they're just kind of sitting on top of the ground. Okay. <laughs> Half myth, you guys. <laughs> um... Peperomia is one of the two larger genera of the pepper family, which is pepperosae. Is this peppers like black peppers or like hot peppers? Black peppers. Okay, so the spies. Yeah, so they're re- related to the plants that produce black and white pepper. Um, most peperomias are known more for their attractive foliage than for their flowers. There's a large percentage of peperomias where their flowers are just like a a stem, like a little yellow thing on the top. Um, and these like little cone-headed spikes. I think they're still cute. I don't know. Maybe that's just me because that's I like plants. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of low-maintenance plants that you might think of, like watermelon peperomias or like the baby water plant or rubber plant, um, Did you say baby rubber plant? Yeah. Hmm, okay. <laughs> or um, trailing jade plants are all relatively common peperomias and hyacinths. Um, they grow most readily in the Amazon because they enjoy warm, shady places. Although they've adapted to some other areas and can be grown in your home. So I mean, they like high humidity. That's what I imagine in the Amazon. Yeah, and I mean, some of them, again, have adapted to other things, but um, they're popular as houseplants because they usually grow less than a foot tall um, and are very slow at growing, so they don't get big very fast. Although I have a pepperoni here in my room, and I feel like it's growing very fast. Have you had to repot it yet? No. But soon. But soon. Their cuttings are known to be very popular because they root easily and grow in greenhouses well. So it makes them a great commercial plant. You can make a lot in a short period of time, cut some off, make some more, you know. Um, And they're also a popular household variety because many of them are not toxic to pets. Oh, that helps. Um, Pileas are actually part of the nettle family. So like when you think of like stinging nettles, that family, but they lack the stinging hairs that are often an identifier of that family. Thank God. Um, so do the leaves taste like pepper? No. Okay. I wouldn't eat them, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> if my cat eats them, will they like the spice? <laughs> I don't think so. 
Um, and they are also, pileas are also pretty widespread in areas that are tropical temperate. It's a bunch of different kinds. Um, you know, some of them are also known to be invas invasive plant species, like the trumpet tree, and they also house biting ants. So, <laughs> you hear somebody yeah. say something about those, you should <laughs> stay away from them. Um, but primarily, all these plants are popular because they have a low price point, there's many varieties, they have easy care, which makes them commonly available, and there's a lot of articles that I read that I predict they're going to be like the up-and-coming plants of 2020. The next succulents. The next succulents. And technically, they are succulents because they store water in their leaves and their stems. One of the more popular ones I've seen come about more recently is called the Red Log Peperomia, and it's green on top and red underneath. It's a common plant from Bolivia. Likes a lot of light. Um, and like medium water. Pretty cool plant. If you get the chance to look it up, they're, they're neat. I have some cuttings of them in my room right now. Oh, I can see them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where does the history of Pilea start with us? So, interestingly enough, they're really a much more great... Not recent discovery, but a much more recently popular plant. Recent appreciation. Um, there are some specific types that are known for having some medicinal uses, but other people didn't find them interesting or effective enough to get them. So, like, there's the Peperomia pellucida. And um, it's usually an annual... And it's a low-growing green plant with these, like, very small, like, petite stems and leaves. Very cute. Um, it's also known as the pepper elder, the shining bush plant, or the man-to-man. -man. All great names. Yeah. <laughs> um, the leaves are sometimes harvested and used as tea, food, or medicine. And it's known to have an incredibly strong mustard-like odor. Hmm. Spices. Yeah. Um. It has the longest use as a medicinal plant in South America, although it did migrate to some other places where people did use it as well. Um, in the Philippines, it's been studied for its use in the treatment of arthritis and gout. Um, essential oil from the plant uh, shows evidence of some antifungal properties, and it also exhibits um, analgesic and anti-inflammatory properties. In Brazil, it's often used to lower cholesterol levels, and the leaves are popularly used to treat a host of other ailments, such as like headaches, pain, bronchitis, kidney issues. Um, but there's no like research or anything to support these. This plant is primarily sold in local markets for this purpose. Um, if you look in like some you know, kind of like herbal medicine things. I've seen some mention of the Peperomia pellucida, but primarily it seems to be more of like a local cure than a proven treatment for ailments. Um, which, you know. If it's what you got, it's what you got. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if, you're, if you are going to talk about the actual pepper plant, which is related but not exactly the same as Peperomia's, you know, 
pepper itself was widely cultivated in Southeast Asia um, for a long time. It's native to the Malabar coast of India. Um, and it is a climbing vine that we harvest the fruit of, basically. And it has limited, limited medicinal use as a way to, like, reduce some gastric upset. Like, it limits secretions and gets rid of flatulence. Great. Um, and oftentimes they're grown interspersed in, like, tea and coffee plantations. Requires a long, rainy season, much like those other plants. Um, and the plants begin bearing fruit about two to three years, you know, after they're raised as seedlings and can be harvested up to 40 years. So they have a long yield. They're like long standing and they don't necessarily grow crazy. I mean, like some plants can get very like bushy and out of control and pepper doesn't necessarily do that in the same way, kind of similar to its Pepperomia pals. Some more popular plants that you might be a little more likely to have, like in your house, are the watermelon peperomia. So watermelon peperomias are this really attractive plant. Um, they have kind of a round, single large leaf that stems from one spot. And they are green with white variegations in them to make them kind of look like what you would think of the stereotypical watermelon. Like if you were to draw a watermelon on paper, that's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it does have the right coloring and stuff like that too. It's native to Brazil, Bolivia, Ecuador, and Venezuela. So. And so does this also make the like yellow spiky flowers? Yeah, but they're a little bit different, I think, personally. I think they're, like, a little more subdued. Um, But they're cute. And um, leaf cuttings are probably the most popular way to propagate this plant. Um, And it's kind of the same as, like, the Chinese money plant. um, Or, like, the friendship plant in that it's very easy to kind of take a cutting, give it to a friend, friend has a cutting, now you all have plants. Yay! The plant circle! Um, watermelon plants, or watermelon peperomias, only reach about six to eight inches tall in maturity, so not very big. Um, and they're not hard to take care of, but like really vast temperature differences will cause the leaves to basically curl up and deform. Definitely indoor. Yeah. Well, especially in this in this area, maybe if you lived in the south or something like that, it wouldn't be so bad, but here it's definitely not so great. Um, another really popular plant is the artillery plant. And I plan on talking about this in a whole nother episode because there's a whole host of plants who do cool stuff like this. But um, the artillery plant is called the artillery plant um, because it's a pilea plant that essentially explosively discharges pollen into the air. It's like a poof. Yeah. It's like pew pew. Like pew pew. You know, like 
tens of hundreds of miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's like, a, I would say it's probably more of like a small pop because it's got, it's like a very small leafed, mm-hmm. you know, plant, but it definitely makes a different kind of impression. Um, although as an indoor plant, um, it rarely flowers or fruits. Um, so it's okay to have in your house and not have to worry about like explosions of pollen at random times of the day. Um, there's a green version and there's also a variegated uh, pink, white, and green version with the smaller leaves. Um, and it's really popular for its beautiful foliage. It is like a really cool looking plant if you have the chance to look it up. Um, and it is, it's a perennial, it does well as a hanging plant. It's native to like Northern South America through the tropics, kind of the Southeast North America. The green ones are a little more uh, popular there. Um, and it's used in gardening usually as like a ground cover. Um, crushed leaves have been known to like be applied to sores or wounds to heal them. Again, not that I would necessarily recommend it. it just has been <laughs> thing people did. Um, and like I kind of talked about a little bit before, the friendship plant is like one of the most popular plants kind of for more beginning plant people because it's a very easy plant to propagate. It's known really for its recognizable fuzzy quilted leaves. They're like a little bit fuzzy and they're like lime green on the outside but like a dark brown on the inside. When I say inside I mean like if you're looking at the leaf straight on the edges are green. The middle is the brown. Okay. Um, they like high humidity. They only grow about six inches high. Mm. So not very high. But they do tolerate low light situations. Even if they enjoy a little bit of bright light. And they have a really quick rooting cuttings. So some cuttings can take a couple weeks to really root. And oftentimes it's best to use like a rooting hormone if you can get your hands on it. Um, but these guys... They just like want to be everywhere. They're like, here, off some roots, take this plant. And so they're like one of the most popular plants in the plant community for sharing. Um, and they do well as trailing plants, but they're really easy to clip and trim to make bushy, cute little plants. They're like, I just need an anchor. Let's go. Exactly. They're like, give me some soil. We'll be on our way. Um, my personal favorite plant is the baby tears plant, which is a little pilea. And it's called baby tears because it's very, very tiny. Green leaves, like really tiny. I want to say like, you know, smaller than your fingernail, tiny. Mm-hmm. Little, little babies. Um, and they come kind of from like a grayish blue green to like a darker um deeper green and the only issue with them is they require a lot of water and high humidity so you gotta spray them gotta water them they don't like to be dry they're excellent terrarium plants if you want to have a terrarium um they 
loved like being in closed spaces. It keeps the humidity in. They're totally cool with that kind of environment. Um, they get these tiny like white star shaped flowers in the spring. And they're originally from um, like Corsica and Sardinia. Where's that? In your Italy. Hmm. Um, and they're not poisonous, so. Your cat can eat them. Your cat, your baby, you know, whatever. Anybody can eat baby tears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend eating baby tears, and I don't think they would taste very good, to be honest, because. Probably not like pepper. Yeah, probably not so much. <laughs> but they are cute, and technically they're not poisonous, so that's great. Yeah. Um, that's what I have to say about peperomias and thyroids. So what's your mini tip? My mini tip is share these plants. It's good for plants a little bit to be pruned. Certain plants, anyway. And, um, it's been really popular to share, like, succulents, because you can, you know, share the cuttings. These guys, I would say, are made for sharing. So, you know... Get a friendship plant and then get yourself a bunch of friends, you know, or, you know, get a pilea, baby tears. Um, and if you want to, if you're like trying to make a lot of plants on purpose, invest in a small container of rooting powder. It's just a little bit of hormone. It kind of makes the roots come out a little faster, a little stronger, uh, and it'll help your plants develop a solid base into the soil. And that will ensure the growth of a healthy plant later on. So we decided what our episode for next week is going to be on. I think we're probably going to start a new season. A new season yeah. of plant stories. A I'll have to make a whole new intro of plant stories, and I'm thinking poisonous plants. Poisonous plants. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of crazy music. I'm excited. <laughs> Dark stuff. Dark no. stuff, yeah. <laughs> all, like, weird Discord music. But we're going to talk about, um, you know, some of the basic poisonous plants, things that you think of as poisonous, some house plants maybe that you might not realize are poisonous but are. Um, we're going to talk about some foods Ooh. that are sneaky poisonous. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, some poison families, like the nightshade family and the nettle family. Um Included in poisonous, I think, is also going to be dangerous. So, um, you know, this is going to be this is going to be some fun stuff. Wanted to start off with something that I knew a decent amount about. So, you know, houseplants was a good beginning, and you know, everybody likes houseplants. Mm -hmm. But I think poisonous plants are going to be cool and interesting, and it's going to, I think, relate to some of the things that we've already learned. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our season finale. Oh, didn't even realize. And I hope you'll join us for season two of Plant Stories. Can't wait till it comes out probably just next week. And it'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of super cool named poisonous plants with some weird Discord music. Yes. We look forward to your feedback to hear how you enjoyed our season. See you next time.